welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Wyden. Purple Mafia is available on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Oh, boy, it's been uh, a long time since the last show. May the 1st. I tend to do this this time of year. In the summer, I tend to just kind of say, you know what, I'll keep up with the NHL and NBA free agency, stuff like that. Football, I've, uh, most of the free agency, all that is kind of on the back burner. I just kind of step away for a while. In fact, I don't usually record a whole lot of the other two shows either during the summer. I just kind of, I get really busy, and I also like to enjoy my my downtime as well. Go swimming or go outside, stuff like that. So, again, it's just kind of is what it is. And preseason for me, as much as I've always enjoyed it, the games are hard to watch. And the two games that took place... <laughs> so far in this preseason, extremely hard to watch. Uh, both losses for the Vikings. Okay, maybe not both losses. They won the first one, right? It felt like they lost, right? And then, yeah, the Seattle game. Yeah, just, mm, I don't know. Just really ugly. Uh, a lot of the same junk, you know. No offensive line protection. And it doesn't help when a guy by the name of Riley Reef that we spent a lot of money on is not healthy. Uh, injured his back in the very first practice. The very first practice of training camp. So, That figures. Yeah, injured. The first practice, uh, you know, PA and all that. PA, Paul Allen, all that. And I believe Mackie and Judd. They tend to podcast both shows so I can kind of get through them faster, you know. Fast forward through the junk and listen to the good parts of the shows. Something you probably won't ever have to do with this show. At least I hope you won't have to do that because I try to stay on topic I have fun and everything, but I don't just BS around forever into nonsense lands like some of the uh, you know paid radio shows tend to do. Uh, whatever, right? I don't need to be too harsh, but no, I'm not going to have a whole lot to say about the two preseason games. Honest to God, I mean, it's just the kind of games you're watching and you're just like, eh. There's a few notables we'll talk about, a few frustrations, a couple of positives, this and that. We'll talk about the transactions that have taken place since the last show. Some of them you know, some of them you kind of forgot about, that type of thing. Well, Brandon Fusco ended up signing with the 49ers way back in May the 2nd. That's how long it's been, yeah. Uh, Cedric Thompson, Sterling Bailey, Marcus Lucas, guys like that all cut. Uh, Nick Fett, so um, I probably shouldn't keep going too far. Will Sutton, a defensive tackle, he uh, was signed with the Vikings on from the Chicago uh, from the Chicago Bears with the Vikings on May the 17th to compete a defensive tackle. That's actually pretty nice. We'll talk about that also on the uh, we will we'll talk about that on the Facebook page because you'll get responses on there so we'll talk about him a bit uh, we signed all of our draft picks Rodney Adams Jaleel Johnson Odin <laughs> Odin Igbo a defensive end yep guys like that Isadora who's a very positive he's a guard of course all the draft picks signed including Elflight including Jack Tocho Jack Tocho that's going to be a fun one hopefully he uh, continues things Bucky Hodges looked kind of cool out there. Uh, he looks like Goliath. I mean, that guy is a monster. He, he has a chance to be pretty good. I mean, if he can hone in his game, which is like to even say about Kyle Rudolph, a frustration that I've constantly had with him, where Kyle Rudolph, you know, this is something I've been thinking about. I, you know, I may have said this on previous shows, maybe not, but it's like if he could just hang on to the bleeping ball and make catches that are very makeable, you know, because he's had droppable passes that could have been big plays. That's the difference between Rudolph being a borderline pro bowler and a perennial pro uh, pro bowler, maybe even borderline Hall of Fame type of tight end. I mean, he could be that good. It's just, again, 
there's always a separator, though, isn't there? I mean, catchable passes dropped on a regular basis by Kyle Rudolph. As much as I love the guy, Rudolph the redhead, tight end, can't seem to catch a pass, but when he actually catches one, he might kick your ass. Okay, something like that. Um, <laughs> that was just completely out of the blue there. I had a different one in the past. That one just kind of came to me right here on the air. Yeah, I guess I guess I guess I can do something with it. I don't know. You go ahead and play that somewhere. Maybe somebody out there steals that and puts that on their show or something. I don't know. Uh, Matt Asiana ended up going to the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Detroit Red Wings. Detroit Lions. I'm not going to edit that out because why should I? You know what? That's the simple kind of a funny mistake, so we're going to leave that right in there, baby. Detroit Red Wing Lions. Matt Asiata is going to play with the... He might end up being a better Detroit Red Wing than a Detroit Lion, though, if he continues to struggle on fourth and one, third and one. But then again, those are coaching decisions as well that were flawed, along with an offensive line that was flawed up the yin-yang. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Stacy Coley, all the other guys signed as we head into the end of May there. That's good. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, huh. Uh, Mitch Matthews, Marquise Lucas, they left for Miami and Atlanta. They went to the south along with uh, Sterling Bailey, uh, you know, one of those things, you know, we just kind of back and forth. Uh, Tommy Armstrong spent about two weeks with the Vikings at best, about three weeks actually, he ended up getting cut. Hmm, poor guy, safety. Um, I don't know, that's the that's the NFL right now. Of course, Michael Floyd was signed, we'll talk about him some more as well. Uh, suspended four games, but he has looked really freaking good in practice. I mean, he looks... Like, he might be one of the, like a minimum, the third best wide receiver on this team. I mean, the guy looks awesome. Um, <laughs> a lot of people excited about Michael Floyd. Looks better than, even better than advertised. And he's had a successful NFL career thus far. He continued to bounce around. I mean, July, you think about July before training camp. It's like, what's the last thing you think about is football at that time? Other than, okay, yes, oh my God, football's coming. 69 days, 68 days, 67 days, 66 days. You get the idea. For God's sakes, just enjoy your summer. You know, I love football. I love it to death. But just enjoy your summer. Okay, maybe posting something on Facebook. It takes you about a minute, so maybe it's not that bad. But uh, just enjoy your summer a little bit. Oh, Darnell Sankey, I really feel for this guy. He was signed on my birthday. You know, happy birthday. Darnell Sankey was signed, and um, that was nice. Justin Tratu off to Tampa Bay. Justin Tratu off to uh, off to Tampa Bay. So that's too bad. Here's a nice little defensive end, kind of helping in the Zimmer uh, rotations. Rotations, as we like to say. This will be a two-segment show as I continue to do this on the fly. Talking mostly about just player movement, this and that, and, and just kind of knickknacks in the preseason games. There is not much to say. And, of course, getting you caught up with the fan interaction and, of course, the transactions. Like I said, the player movements and such. And poor Darnell Sankey. I feel bad about what happened with him. The poor guy. God. Just the harsh reality of the National Football League. You know, you get hurt one day and you're done. I mean, you're you're let go because he's not there's no he's not guaranteed, and you have an ACL, and it's like, what are you gonna do? And we'll talk about that more in the fan interaction segment. X marks the spot. Xavier Rhodes, well, really, Rhodes close is what most of us like to call him. Five year extension. We'll talk about that some more. He is gonna be into the money, into the money. That's for damn sure. Along with other guys, Everson Griffin, and of course Linval Joseph, all. Raking in the dough, good for them. Very awesome indeed for those guys. Uh, man, <laughs> I'm happy for them, and they all deserve it. Every one of them, 
excellent defensive players that have really helped this team. Of course, Adam, Th- Adam Thielen uh, signed earlier to a, a lucrative contract as well. Yep, and of course, Bishop Sankey, right after the preseason game, the inaugural preseason game for this, for this season, cut on August 12th after the uh, ACL injury the night before against the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bison, whatever you want to call them. The, yeah, whatever they are. Uh, the other team that lost four Super Bowls and has nothing to show for it. Um, yeah, went to four Super Bowls, nothing to show for it. Denver did that, but then they've now they've won three. Damn it. Lucky us. We're stuck with the uh, Buffalo Bills in that uh, miserable uh, <sighs> miserable area. But I suppose Detroit's never been to a Super Bowl. So, na-na-na-boo-boo. <laughs> Brunson Hill replacing Bishop Sankey. He was a formal Jack- Jacksonville Jaguar, at least in their practicing practice squads and preseason and all that. Bronson Hill, so good luck to him, the fourth running back on the roadster at the moment. So that kind of gets us caught up with the player movement and such. Again, we'll talk more about the contracts in the fan interaction because I want to hear from you, damn it. And I'll kind of include my thoughts as we go with that. Uh, overall, the depth chart and everything in the preseason, all that. You know, Riley Reef hasn't played a game yet in the preseason. It's devastating. It sucks. It's no fun. Nick Easton's been doing a good job in the preseason thus far. Pat Elfline is doing a good job as well. Everybody's very much expecting Pat Elfline to be a mini-year pro in this league at center, even right guard. Nick Easton might even move to right guard. One of those two is probably going to wind up there because they're doing so damn well. And Joe Berger, more than likely in his final season, and God knows how long he's going to last anyway. Mike Remmers looks like dog dookie so far, and that's great. That's just great. I mean, I'm so happy that that, uh, Mike Remmers looks like garbage. Nice big contract. Lots of guaranteed money. Well, he was cut from the Vikings a few years ago. But Carolina didn't come out too good either, necessarily, because I don't think Matt Khalil's reliable. I think he's injury-prone. And to basically rip on your, uh, you know, to basically say, oh, this is, uh, now I actually have an offensive line coach here in Carolina. Yeah, thanks, Matt Khalil. That's real nice of you to, you know, to talk down the Vikings' offensive uh, line coaches here. Thank you very much, Matt Khalil, you son of a bitch. You know, (laughs) forgive my French. I will throw in swear words once in a while. I try to keep it fan-friendly. But occasionally you gotta kind of let loose a little bit. And you know what, Matt Khalil? <laughs> yeah, uh, fill in the two words with that one. I mean, seriously. You know what? Seriously. Uh, Jeremiah Serros is what he is. I mean, he's an undrafted offensive lineman, and you just kind of hope for the best. He's okay. TJ Clemmings, whatever. Willie Beavers, is he even gonna be on the roster at the end of training camp? I don't know. And you know what? I. <laughs> Great, you know. I mean, you can get a lot of good players in the fourth round. It's just that's the NFL draft for you. What can happen, you know? I mean, Jermaine Wiggins years ago out of Boston. Jermaine Wiggins, the former Viking uh, tight end. You never know what you can get in this league. You can get gold and you can get garbage. Well, you can get garbage in those mid to late rounds. Uh, Willie we- Willie Beavers. I get it mixed up with Millie Weavers. That's why I keep going. Willie Beavers, Billy Weavers. It's Millie Weavers of InfoWars with Alex Jones there, a show I endorse, by the way. And if you don't like that, well, too bad. Um, <laughs> that's that's why. It's like I kept wondering, why am I, Why do I keep getting that mixed up? It's because of Millie Weavers, a very attractive blonde girl that is a part of that show, part of InfoWars and all that. Um, yeah, 
Willie Weavers. I think uh, Millie, we- Millie Weavers' value to InfoWars is a lot more than Willie Beavers' value to the Minnesota Vikings. Whatever position he plays, but pretty much right guard, and he just stinks, and it sucks, and, you know, it just is what it is. Thank God for Danny Isadora. Not everybody, everybody, all indicators are that Danny Isadora is a starting guard in the National Football League, and hell yeah, that's great to see. Um, he's not there yet, but he's going to be very soon, and it might be very, very, very soon. Um, it's going to be very interesting. Alex Boone, hopefully he can live up to his chirping a little bit. Though, you know, I, I think deep down he's the kind of guy I would get along with. So let's just say if I was on the team, I would get along with him if we sat down and had conversations. But some of the antics would get on my nerves. So it's stuff like that. Um, fill in the blanks there. That's up to you how you interpret that. Rashad Hill, remember he got hurt during the scrimmage. Hopefully he's okay. Left tackle as well out there. It kind of is what it is there. I mean, Riley Reef. it's really frustrating. And then you see guys like, you know, Searles having to fill in. And it's just the same old bleeping stories last year because Matt Khalil missed the whole bleeping season after playing a couple games with an injury that probably should have been treated well before anything. You know, it's just that's one of the reasons why Matt Khalil stunk so bad for so long because he was always playing hurt. Well, then don't play hurt. You know what I mean? Get it corrected, like in February, March, please. That would be great, wouldn't it? Kind of like Tannehill over there in uh, Miami. Like, really? Why would you ignore a partially torn ACL? Why would you ignore a partially torn ACL that you could get treated in January? You know, it may hurt like hell, obviously. You know, you're inactive during the offseason, and here comes August, and it's like, oh, how am I going to keep up with this? I haven't been able to really to be in shape. But of course, if you're rehabbing, you're probably going to be in halfway decent shape. It may be a bit sore, a bit weak, but you know what? It's a lot better than like like kind of wrapping it up there, if you know what I mean. Like, okay, now it's now it is torn and we're done. Good one. Um, Jay Cutler going to the Miami Dolphins. Wow. All right. So getting reacquainted with his offensive coordinator there in Miami. Good for him. Kind of like Sam Bradford in Minnesota. Interesting how that turned out. Very interesting how that turned out. Um, <laughs> one of many reasons that uh, North Turner is no longer still here. Of course, uh, Turner's offensive style, quite different from what Zimmer was wanting and Pat Shermer and everything. And there were probably some choice words behind the scenes over the course of time. And yeah, it just kind of was what it was there. Um, I mean, I mean, the defensive line still, it just looks unbelievable. It looks like maybe the best defensive line in football. Looks like the defensive line that had the Vikings 5-0 and and talking about the 85 Bears last year. That's exciting, but of course the offensive line is very frustrating. Two positives, or should we say three, is Nick Easton continues to look better and better. And that's really encouraging because Nick Easton isn't a name you really think about. And at the moment he might end up being the starting center, even though Pat Alfline really is the starting center, you like long term. But Pat Alfline is going to continue to get moments out there. Remember, even Matt Burke didn't start his first couple of years. And you put him in in the guard position, and it was like, you know, did you ever notice something? Because you don't, people don't really watch the offensive line all the time unless something bad happens. And you watch Matt Burke, and it was like, nobody's getting around this guy. And it, that's something you're going to notice with Pat Elfline as we continue to move forward. Um, very, very cool. He's at least something to be encouraged about. And again, Danny Isadora, Danny Isadora, another very positive individual coming into this 2017 season. So at least there's two guys, <laughs> and both rookies. So God, uh, good luck, and hopefully Riley Reef can get healthy and actually be halfway decent out there. Big bucks coming his way at the moment. Again, Everson Griffin, long-term contract. You sign all these other guys as well. 
in the offseason and Jaleel Johnson. He looks good. I mean, how can you not like Jaleel Johnson from what we've seen so far in the preseason? Just some, some nice little moments there. Sharif Floyd more than likely done forever, and that sucks because there was a da- there was a damaged nerve during the surgery about a year ago, and that sucks, man. I mean, Sharif Floyd was good when he was healthy, and that's a bummer. Um, I'm sad about it, man. I'm I'm sad about it. So uh, that kind of is what that is. That kind of is what it is right now. Mm. Saddened by it, um, but. Well, Will Sutton's here at the same position, and hopefully he can fill in and do a good job there. Again, Jaleel Johnson, that's a large reason why he was taken. Was, it's the same position as well. Uh, left defensive tackle. Daniil Hunter looks like a superstar in the making. As remember last year, going into last year, Brian Robinson had been the left defensive end, and he looked very good and energetic, and he'd get, these, he'd, he'd get in and get to the quarterback for like about eight, nine, ten sacks a year. Just outstanding. And then here comes Daniil Hunter, who makes game-changing plays. Big sacks late in games, the best moment possible. Game ending drives, you know, literally ending drives for the other team, thanks to Daniel Hunter, and that's why I gave him the most viable player award for Purple Mafia in 2017. The Purple Mafia MVP award for the Minnesota Vikings last year went to Daniel Hunter. It didn't go to you know, multiple other players that may that other people may have felt deserved it, like Xavier Rhodes, like Linval Joseph. Um, didn't go to Anthony Barr, that's for sure, because he was a little disappointing, and if he can continue to step up, he's got superstar potential as well. Eric Kendricks can tackle just about anybody, and that's awesome. Again, you have Edwin Robinson and others in the linebacker position. Linebacker position. Emmanuel Lamour has been valuable as well. Kentrell Brothers, all of them. Elijah Lee. Not one of those guys is, is somebody that you look at and you're like, eh, you know, at minimum they're going to be good uh Special teams players along Ben with Ben Gideon, if I didn't mention him, Ben Gideon out of Michigan. I mean, especially if you're a linebacker and you're not starting, become a special team stud, and one day, hopefully, you'll become uh, a regular a regular linebacker out there, hopefully. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander has looked adequate, and he's looked disappointing at times. Trey Waynes has not been so good either as you slide into the secondary. <sighs> secondary is scary, man. Xavier Rhodes looks like a superstar, but everyone else... Uh, <laughs> not really. Um, not really. No, I mean, it's like small sample sizes, preseason, this and that, but nobody's standing out. You know, obviously Harrison Smith is a stud as well, but, I mean, Trey Waynes is still not taking that next step, and I don't know. Hopefully this, it's just preseason and he'll come through it and everything. I don't know. He'll come through it and become what he's supposed to be, a starting cornerback in this league as he's shown moments multiple times in the past. Remember the interception against uh, Russell Wilson in the play- in the playoff game a couple of years back was huge, was key. We thought that was going to really bury things, and it was so exciting. But mm, ever since then, I mean, he's just had a couple moments here and there. He had some good moments, but then next thing you know, he's getting beat again. So we'll see. Um, I'm still not sold on Trey Wayne's. Not, obviously not sold in McKenzie Alexander either. I mean, I loved McKenzie Alexander coming into the draft in 2016. But ever since then, I don't know. Um, looks more like Ramos McDonald so far. Oh, God, I better not say that name. That guy was worthless, but we'll see. Jack Tocho, he's got a fun name. He's fun. He's entertaining, but seventh-round safety. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, J. Ron Kirst was a late-rounder as well. And he's made it, he, you know, he's made something of himself thus far. I think you can do better than Andrew Sandejo, and maybe, hopefully, one of those two youngsters can can uh, beat him out of a job at some point and make things very interesting and actually be a good, strong safety for the Minnesota Vikings. 
as Harrison Smith continues to be Harry the Hitman. And Anthony Harris is okay. Antoine Exum Jr., I don't know if he's going to be on this team much longer. I've never really liked him. You know, I want to like him, but I don't. <laughs> Not really. Um... Obviously, Sam Bradford, small sample size. You can hardly see him play because he's always on the ground or getting rid of the ball. And, of course, the first game, you hardly saw anything. Case Keenum had some positive moments. He looked pretty good in the second game, or first game, pardon me, last night or last, two days ago, whatever. Not, not so much. Um, not so much excitement out of Case Keenum. I mean, nobody's really impressed with anybody right now. Ah, Teddy Bridgewater, please come back. Taylor Heineke, you see moments, and then he throws crappy interceptions, or he gets, actually, it was more of a tip pass, a batted pass, that turned into an interception. Uh, still, not completely his fault, but at the same time, nothing really exciting out of him. Latavius Murray, well, you know, we're still waiting on that one. Delvin Cook, you're seeing signs of a guy, even though it's very small sample size, you're seeing signs of a guy that's going to be just so much fun to watch, and he's going to have a really long, really successful career as long as he stays healthy. That guy's the most exciting thing to look forward to on the offensive side of the ball this season. Now, of course, you have Stefan Dings and Adam Thielen. They're exciting. They're fun to watch. But if Sam Bradford's on his back, I don't know. I mean, good luck to you. Uh, and, you know, Sam Bradford, though, this is his chance, obviously, to be a long-term starting quarterback with a gigantic contract. Not that he hasn't already put away a ton of money because he had that massive rookie contract coming in. But still, this is this is his chance now to be to show everybody that he's not Alex Smith. He's actually well beyond an Alex Smith type of quarterback. Um, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen. I mean, really. I mean, I mean, ultimately, the two best receivers on this team. We've seen enough of them to know what they can do. I don't really have a whole lot else to say about it. It's more at this point for me. Michael Floyd hopefully can, yeah, <laughs> continue to show what he's shown so far uh, after that four-game suspension. Other than that, we gotta wait. Rodney Adams, no. I'm not impressed at all, and I don't think really a whole lot of people are. Rodney Adams, no, man. Uh, if you're talking the two rookies at receiver, regardless if it's for special teams or not, Stacy Coley is the guy. Uh, he looks like a, a legitimate wide receiver in this league, and he has the straight-line speed to be a kickoff returner, not a, not a punt returner, of course, and Marcus Sherrills has held that position very well. Stacy Coley could be a kickoff returner. Of course, Rodney Adams could still end up becoming that. But so far, I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like Rodney Adams so far. I don't think a lot of you disagree with me on that. And again, see, here I am actually talking a lot more about the preseason than you may think. But in general, you're not hearing a lot of good from him out of training camp. And Stacey Coley, from what you're seeing in small sample size at a bare minimum, is a guy that is a wide receiver in this league. I believe Stacey Coley, and, and I kind of had this sneaky feeling when the Vikings took him that he was going to be something. And gosh darn it, I think the ability's there. I'm very intrigued with Stacey Coley. Um, do not, I repeat, do not put him you know, on waivers hoping he'll land in the practice squad. He will not. He, he's going to get picked up by somebody because somebody has seen something out there. It's not just two or three people here that are like, oh, oh, oh I know who Stacey Coley is. No, I think uh, I think there's. I think people are seeing things. Every, there are scouts watching every game out there from every team. So. Trust me, <laughs> that's an interesting life. You have to watch all the other teams in the league and say scout like young players or everybody basically who could potentially become a free agent as you head into the uh, the end of training camp and uh, cut down start to begin, which they have not yet, believe it or not. It's obviously a little bit too early for that at this stage. Stacy Coley, out of those two players, is the guy so far in my book. 
if Coach Joseph Awijan, Coach Joey Awijan, is in charge or offensive court, well, head coach has to make the final cut. Stacy Coley ain't going anywhere, boy. And uh, I, I don't necessarily cut Rodney Adams, but I think Stacy Coley is. I think Stacy Coley's got the head start so far out of those two, and that's my humble opinion. You don't have to agree at all. Bucky Hodges again, another guy who looks like he could be something in this league. Just continue to. <laughs> he's, he's obviously raw. But physically, he's not raw, just mentally, as a football player, um, and, and able to make the plays that he could. But that guy might end up being, he's one of those players, you know, being he's in the sixth round and everything. Obviously, he fell there for a reason, because the, just the mental side of the game isn't quite there yet. And it's not a shot at him. I mean, a lot of us, if you step on a football field, we don't really know what we're doing. We think we do. But then all of a sudden, you go out there, and you got to remember the plays, and you got to be in the right place, right time. And you're nowhere near where you need to be, and you're basically, and you basically have dirt in your face mask <laughs> in five seconds, so or two seconds to be quite honest. That's how fast the game is. Um, so if Bucky Hodges can catch up and become something in this league, he is going to really take off. Uh, he's got the physical attributes to be something really special in this league. Uh, so he's one of those hopeful home run type of hits here, kind of like what the Wild had to do going into the. the uh, the draft, where they had to hopefully get somebody that will be a home run, where you might strike out more, but maybe this one's a homer. We'll see. Um, punter position, kickoff, I mean, I, I Kai Forbath, I, I like him very much. And as for uh, Blair Walls pointing down the Vikings, do that in the regular season, dude. Do that in a playoff game. Don't point us down in a preseason game. And supposedly the Vikings were taunting him. Okay, I mean, I don't know. If that's the case, I don't know. Just just kind of walk away and just make your kicks and move on. I I don't know. I don't know. And you know what? Don't taunt Blair Walsh either. What's the point? What's the point? What are you accomplishing taunting Blair Walsh in a preseason game? If he makes a kick in the preseason, if he misses the kick in the preseason, what's the point? You know? I mean, just play well and, and earn your roster spot. That's all there is to it right now if you're a legitimate NFL player. Or at least you believe you are. Earn it, baby. Earn it. So, it is what it is. Ryan Quigley, I think, I've always kind of thought he's got the head start, but you never know. Sometimes there's a young guy getting that position. And Tyler Simank, Tyler Simank, and of course Kai Forbath versus Marshall Cohen. Uh, Kai Forbath has the heads up so far, but we'll see. <laughs> I mean, things have happened before where it looked like a certain guy has it, and then the other one beats him out. But for right now, I, I like Kai Forbath, and I've liked him for a while, so... I was, that's the guy I picked out of the, the group of four kickers that the Vikings brought in to ultimately replace good old uh, Blair Walsh, our best friend Blair Walsh. So that's kind of it for now. I don't want this to get much longer. <laughs> I, I don't want the, I'm trying to keep this under an hour, so I should probably stop rambling even though I'm really enjoying this. Man, wow, I was kind of nervous coming in. Like, I, it's my preseason too, right? That's what I was trying to say. Damn, that was fun. <laughs> and I could keep going for another hour. But I really kind of shouldn't just because, you know, sake of time and all that. And I don't want to just go on and on and on for two hours and bore you out there, the listeners. Some of you might like it. Some of you don't, though. And especially like a new listener. They might be like, why is this so long? I, Even though it might be enjoyable while you're mowing the lawn or doing the dishes or vacuuming the floor. Just wear the little uh, ear protectors to cover your ears or whatever. And then you, you won't have to hear the sound. Uh, of the vacuum or whatever in the background. And yeah, then you can hear the Purple Mafia podcast pretty well. <laughs> or Brave the Wilder Timberwolves Explosion. Yes, sir. So we will take a quick break for the moment. And if, if I forgot something, I'll include it in the next 
<laughs> the next segment. But fan interaction, time to hear from you guys out there. And we are back here on Purple Mafia. Segment number two is the fan interaction segment this time. Going to be caught up here. Don't know how long this might take. This might be a little while because we're catching up. I'm not going to get to every single thing because that might get kind of crazy and tedious unless it isn't as crazy and tedious as it might be after a few months here. And I, again, I apologize for that. I just kind of shut down. It's like, I, I, I don't know, like after the draft, I tend to just shut down. Um, you know, it's like summer's here and everything and it goes so freaking fast. It really does. And uh, it's still warm out right now. Obviously, the humidity went up again like it always seems to do after a couple of cool weeks. In August, you're like, oh, wow, fall's early this year. And it never is. It never is. Here comes the humidity again. So uh, bear with me. There's a fan in the background, so you might hear a little background noise. It just kind of is what it is right now. I'm sorry. I don't have a silent air conditioner coming in. Um, the air conditioner isn't even on. That thing's really loud. I'd rather have that on, but it's not quiet. It's very noisy, so I need a fan at least to get some circulation going. Um, I also want to give a quick free plug to Castle Danger, man. Uh, Two Harbors, Minnesota. Got the Red Hop Rising in the refrigerator. Awesome Red Ale IPA. Uh, If any of you out there live in Two Harbors, you either work for Castle Danger or you know somebody who does, please let them know about Purple Mafia and uh, to email me at paladinolive at yahoo.com. I would love to work with them. I would love them to replace what Tallgrass was a couple of years ago, some of you that were around for that. I really want to work with uh, Castle Danger. So <laughs> I don't know. It's just an intriguing one, and I think it's, uh, it's a really emerging here in the Twin Cities, and I want it to continue to grow, maybe even to Iowa and such. That would be awesome. So, okay, now I better get to the point here a bit. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show is the Facebook page. This will be in the show description, just like the email I just mentioned. I don't need to keep repeating it. I'll repeat it much later, maybe. But it will be in the show description. Uh, at PurpleMafia.com is going to be also in the show description. That's the Twitter account. I tend to open with that, and I will go back there first, actually. That's probably a better idea. I had the other one up, but there's that one now. Not too hard. Um, I want to give a shout-out to... MN Vikes Haven, MN Vikings Haven, Trevor Wickerin and others out there that I know, but Trevor Wickerin is the guy that created that page. Want to give him a shout out and encourage you to join that page as well. Uh, always conversation going on there. He's kind enough to allow me to post links to Pro Mafia on that page when I release a new show, which I finally am now. So <laughs> it's about freaking time, right? Um, what is this doing here? It's on the. Ugh, wanted the other thing loaded. Now it changed. Don't you just love that? You know? Okay, good. <laughs> but MN Vikings Haven, do check that out and give them a like and or follow. That would be much appreciated. So let's get to Twitter right now. Fan interaction, Mad Martin. Do you remember Mad Martin? Mad Martin's Mad Takes out of Northern Scotland. Because there's, you know, just like there's different accents here in the United States of America, like Yashiri Abetcha or Howdy Partner, you know, all the different, different, and, uh, you know, that guy's horrible. There's like a million different accents here, right? You know, like Calabunga dude in California, all that. Okay. <laughs> well, just in, in Scotland, you can tell there's different versions of uh, Scottish accents as well. Uh, Mad Martin's in northern Scotland. And, and what a cool, you know, I just love the guy's voice. The guy has a radio voice. And not just because of his accent. His natural voice is outstanding. There, see, there's a Canadian accent. 
Um, it really is. And uh, just want to continue to say, you know, and, and I, I hope he's able to send in uh, a clip soon, however that is. Um, all you have to do is send a <laughs> voice, voice mail. Uh, I'll talk about that later um, at the end of the show. But uh, as he does it, and he already knows how to do it, and it's be awesome to have him on, he says, booked my t- Okay, I already read that on the last show. So we'll get back. Yeah, he was saying how he got his tickets for the London game coming up against the Cleveland Browns. That'll be fun indeed. Uh, Vince Germano, I told him good luck with his new uh, career change here. He left. He was a manager at Target in Australia. Now, Vince Germano's from Australia, Victoria, Australia. Melbourne is the city. Victoria is the Providence. Um, uh, He's becoming a teacher, and that's pretty awesome. And he's going to school for it, and... He said, thanks, mate, and yeah, I was telling him best of luck, and that's awesome. Um, <laughs> congratulations to him, and he is a loyal listener to Pearl Mafia and a extremely loyal listener to the Terminals Explosion show out of Australia, and I didn't even click like on uh, young uh, Anthony Carlson there. Yep, you got the Larry, you got Larry Carlson, Mark Carlson, and Anthony Carlson. Just the best right there. Military family. Love you guys uh, out of Iowa. Right now, Mr. Uh, Anthony Carlson has been in the Philadelphia area with his military uh, position. And he asked me, is it football season yet? And no, not quite, but it's heading in there. That was during July there, late July. Adam Carlson was uh, mentioning a few different shows. Purple People Pod, that's uh, his show. Uh, The Skull Bros, Norse Code, Purple for the Win, a Purple Mafia show. He said he likes... Us three. He says, I usually suggest those if people try Purple Pod and don't like it. So thank you very much. Adam Carlson endorsing us right there. Purple Pod. The Purple People Podcast is the name of that show. Thank you very much indeed there for that. And I should give Sebastian a quick shout out. Sorry for if there's too many. Uh, the Purple Press Box. Purple Press Box. Sebastian Balls. Sebastian Barton, who's a longtime Hall of Famer for the Purple Mafia show in the Fan Interaction segment, and he's even had full segments by himself. He's been a co-host on the show on occasion as well. Um, just, yeah, he's one of those guys. He's, he's got a green light. If he sent me a 20-minute clip, I would include it on the show because he's one of those kind of guys, uh, you know, and I consider Mad Martin the same way. You know, like, I would give him a whole segment if he truly, truly, truly wanted it. If the show is 20 minutes longer, it's 20 minutes longer. Or maybe I just kind of take a back seat for the moment, depending on how long the show already is, that type of thing. Um, it's awesome. Uh, Mad Martin, at the beginning of August, has been a while, brother, but football season is almost upon us once again. Looking forward to a podcast or two. And yes, this was the other thing I wanted to say, is how sad I am right now, because, see, the pool I swam in forever today, in New Hope, Minnesota, on 42nd Avenue, I, I just, you know, it's already the last day of the season, are you kidding me? It's just, the summer went so fast, so I'm very sad about it, and that's, you know, it's great that there's football season again, but I'm also sad that summer went as quickly as it did, so it just shows you how quick everything moves. Um, Mad Martin was saying... Football season is almost upon us once again. Looking forward to a podcast or two, and I'm finally here, back going again. I was starting to come back to life at that point, but I hadn't completely done it yet, and now I'm back. Uh, he says, looking forward to the show, hoping we can get something special this season after a rough, the rough year we had in Zimmer and Trust. That was last year. He says, happy Sunday. My brother just started the first preseason game. I've avoided the result this week, like the D's rest, uh, first series. Yep. He was saying how he's had little chance to follow the offseason, so a lot of homework catching up on these new players. Uh, new game, new Game Pass application in Europe. The old one took out the ad breaks, could watch a game in under two hours. Now I get 
I get minutes of this where it says we will return shortly. Ouch. So yeah, you just sit there saying we will return shortly. And it's like, thank you. Gotta love that. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hmm. Um, he says, I've watched three drives now on the O. I'm not seeing much. That makes me go, wow. And yep, the offense has been horribly boring. And he showed me again that we will return shortly. First quarter done and more of this. Someone at NFL Europe is going to get a shitty email later. Woo! On the positive side, I can take use of these breaks to get a cold beer. I had forgotten how our, our, our old head coach was with the Bills. Beer, please. And that's, of course, again, Mr. Leslie Frazier. Yes, sir. So he continues saying, halftime and more of this. Yep, that's the beer. Oh, no, they, we will return shortly. But the beer's good. It would be nice if I could listen to Vikings audio rather than the Bills. And, you know, these these are awesome pictures and awesome posts. And keep doing this. Bad <laughs> Martin, I love it. Don't think... I'm sorry I didn't reply right away. because I was probably at work at the time because he was, he was re-watching the game. I was either sleeping or at work, one of the two. So, again, it's nothing... If I don't reply right away, it's usually something like that, honestly. So, I, I'm definitely not, uh, not leaving you hanging there. Or maybe I was responding. It kind of depends. I was saying how... I was saying how, yep, there wasn't much to see, and he was saying, sadly, you're not kidding. Yep, the <laughs> eight third-down conversions were horrible. Two out of eight, yep. Uh, he says, uh, three hours of my life, I will not get back. You're right, I've watched this movie before. Hope you're gearing up a podcast, and I finally am. Yeah, he was saying how it's like the same old thing over and over and over again. The offensive line looks like trash as far as it takes. Uh, fire the GM. <laughs> it looks like yet another subpar O-line not feeling optimistic for the season after watching that game, and I don't feel a whole lot better after the Seattle game either. Mr. Uh, yep, Mr. Dave Martin there, Mad Martin. Yep, I'm very frustrated as well. And, um, it's been tough. Uh, these preseason games have been tough to watch indeed, he says, and that 40-year-old hmm, wait a minute. And that 40-year wait could well turn into 41 years. Bloody hell, I'm negative. Just after one preseason game. Yep, 40, that's what it was. 40 years since the last Super Bowl appearance. Yep, 76. And that does wrap up the mentions. Um, so, yep, he didn't have much to say yet. Maybe he'll catch up and talk about the Seattle game as well. I hope he <laughs> I hope he didn't think I was... See, because sometimes I don't reply because I'm either working or, or it's the middle of the night or something. Because he's about, what, six hours in the future? Something like that. So it depends on the time of day, again, and you know that, and and, and that goes for anybody because you never know. People might message you at the time when you're either busy or sleeping or whatever. So again, nothing against anybody. That's for damn sure. Uh, so I pretty much retweeted the courtside podcast. Highly recommend that as well. <laughs> so let's get to the Facebook page. Again, it's a lot of catching up to do, so do bear with me. I apologize if it seems kind of long here. Um, comments on the most recent show going back to May 1st, James Beck says so the Browns had a decent draft, let's hope that means, and James Beck is out of uh, he is out of uh, England I do believe, if I remember right, the uh, the UK there I believe so mm. yeah, he's out of the UK yeah, very cool, that's why he was saying how the time difference and everything, I was like 3am he was going to be watching the game because uh, the Seattle game was 9pm which is good for us guys that work second shift if, if need be, so <laughs> it's easier to kind of work work around your schedule a little bit, and it's not too hard to be able to watch the game, uh, at least most of it, and then you can back up and see the first part that you may have missed, that type of thing, yep, oh man, I'm, oh, I just screwed up and I'm lost here, don't you just love when that happens, 
Okay, I see exactly what happened. Let's go right back where we need to go. What the heck, man? <laughs> the Browns are decent draft. That does, that means we don't get a one-sided affair in London. Don't get me wrong. I want a Vikes win, but I also want my first gridiron game to be a good one. Yeah, you don't want it to be like 41 nothing, like uh, the Rams in against the 2009 Vikings, if you remember. Felix Depel out of Germany. All right. It says, thanks for the update on the older shows. And yeah, they're all there, man. You can go back and listen to all of them. Isn't that great? Felix Depel out of Germany. Gotta love that. Gerald Sering out of Nebraska. You guys are just legends. You know, I love you guys. You know, Felix DePel, Gerald, and uh, Mr. James Beck as well. You guys are great. Uh, Gerald String says, thanks for all the great info. Don't know how you get it all done. Finally started starting to warm up to how things look. Kind of looking like we got a shot to be competitive in 2017. Can't wait. Thanks for the Silver Star. Much appreciated. And always, Gerald String, thank you so much for your loyalty to the show, the listenership, your friendship, everything. I mean, just... Thank you. I can't thank you enough. You make this all the more worth it. I mean, there have been so many times I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I have the energy to do this show. And then, you know what? Yes, I do, because you guys are there for me. So, (laughs) it's a fact. I'm not trying to be all cutesy about it. It's a fact. Um, I was talking about how uh, Michael Floyd is talking with the Vikings. A few other teams would be nice to have him on board. Blah, blah, blah. There were comments, and it's not... Okay, nope, there were no comments. Uh, the Vikings officially sign him. Got a lot of likes, all that. And then Patrick Grant says, Local kid, let's see what he can do. Hope it's not a big dollar deal. Brett McCarthy out of South Dakota says, What's he going to do? He'll be sitting anyways for his DWI. And that was the four-game DWI. Ali Sidikai says, Great move, low risk, high reward. He'll be a very good number three. Jo- uh, Ali Sidikai is local, of course. Brent Jacobson also local in the Lakeville area. Gerald Sring, again out of Nebraska, says he was awesome in his prime in Arizona, but injuries and off-field issues don't think it's worth it anymore, but hoping I'm wrong, I guess reminds me a bit of our Corin Robinson experiment a few years ago. Oh, don't remember me. Don't remind me. <laughs> didn't that work out? It didn't work out that great. Well, his first year, was he was really good, and then the next year he drove 120 miles an hour or whatever it was. Just whatever, Corin. You know, and, and he wasn't that good that year either. He was disappointing. So, mm, but man, I really did like Corn Robinson when he was uh, playing up to his potential. And I remember how good he was at Seattle. Oh, he was something else. He was a star, man. And for those of you that had him on your fantasy team back in those days, he was awesome. Speaking of fantasy football, I ain't coming back. I'm done. I'm done. I'm as done as Brett Favre is, man. I, 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 I kept coming back and threatening to retire, coming back. But no, I'm done now, and I've been done for years. So still not coming back. Don't ask me to join your fantasy leagues. Sorry, I'm not coming back, okay? <laughs> I'm done. Not that I've had anybody uh, ask me to come back the last the last year or so, but the last few years. But for a while there, it seemed like people always kept wanting me to join their leagues. And it's like, I don't want to play anymore. You know, it actually hurt this show. It, it did, because you focus all on offense, and it's like, Okay, what about nickelbacks? What about the safeties? What about this? What about that? Oh, I've been focusing only on offense. I don't know anything about these guys. When I used to know a lot about them, and then you play fantasy football for eight years or something, and your knowledge just kind of gets one-sided. Kind of sounds like Dennis Green a little bit, but okay. Too soon? Yeah. A little bit. It, it kind of got that way. <laughs> Leland Albertson, Albertson out of Iowa says, one of those moves that's like a box of chocolates. Never know who you're going to get. Uh, fairly cheap signing, so we shall see. Roger in in Bodo, Bo, Bowden. In Bowden. It's not that hard. Sorry, Roger. I'm sorry. 
Roger Inboden. I should just say Roger. He says, love the signing. Low risk, high reward, but still would like Clady Vollmer or Austin Pazjar. Yeah? And Anthony Batista says, boring player. And that's all he had to say. Look at you, Anthony. This is Anthony from L.A. Remember Anthony from L.A.? Like, legend? Purple Mafia legend who just kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. I don't know if I pissed him off or other things happened. I have no idea. And I was kind of like, is that all you got to say, man? Where have you been the last couple of years? That's basically what I said, and he did not reply. So hopefully he's not ticked off at me. I don't know. Matt Emer out of the U.K., that's another guy that was around for quite a while. Kind of comes and goes a bit, but uh, very likable guy. Hopefully he still is a listener. He says, solid deal, I think. If nothing else, he will push others around him to be better. That's important, indeed. Dave Hickey out of Iowa has lots to say, like he usually does. Uh, I love Dave Hickey. That's a Purple Mafia legend right there. And 20, what year was it? 2013, Gold Star winner of the year. How the first two ever Gold Star of the Year awards went to Iwegians. Yes, guys out of Iowa. Mark Carlson and Dave Hickey. Isn't that crazy when you think about that? I really like what the Vikings have done this offseason with the receivers in the draft and Treadwell. Treadwell and Floyd are going to make a difference in the red zone. I hope so. Um, Treadwell, hmm. Treadwell, I haven't had a whole lot to say about him so far. and I, I don't know. I You know, Treadwell is supposed to be good, and he hasn't been yet. So hopefully that comes around. And I'm not trying to be smart with anybody here. Trust me. I'm sure Dave Hickey feels the same. Because, you know, I mean, Tre- Treadwell, he has... There's something there, so let's go. Come on, you know? <laughs> kind of like Jack Morris said about Glenn Perkins on Dan Barrero this week. Well, come on, Glenn. Let's see what you can do. Let's go. Like, let's go. We're tired of waiting. That's basically what it was like. Uh, he says, I think Mobo, that's Maurice Bowringer out of Germany. Yes, Felix Dupel's uh, friend there says, going to make a sighting too. Hopefully he does. Right? He, well, he's there. I know it's all wishful thinking, but you can mark my words. It's going to be... Hard to cut any of these players. Watch out for the tight end group also. So, yeah, that's a, a good good point there, David Morgan, to go along with uh, Kyle Rudolph and, of course, Bucky Hodgkins. But Bucky Hodges, who, who is a behemoth of a man. I mean, he is a Goliath. I, I mean, that guy is humongous. Dave Vicky wraps up this section. Not the segment, but the section saying the additions. We did this offseason on the O-line. Murray at free agency and Cook and Elf line in the draft is going to help so much. Make, it's going to help us make us better in both the rushing game and passing. Time of possession, red zone with Sam's completion percentage. Barring major issues, we are, barring major injuries, pardon me, we are going to the playoffs and then some. Well, so far, so far the run blocking has been good. The pass blocking still sucks. Still sucks. And, well, Riley Reef. Well, come on, Riley. Let's go. Let's see what you can do. To, again, steal a line from Jack Morris. Come on, Riley. Let's see what you can do. Come on, Riley. Let's go. Ugh. Yep, former Minnesota Viking running back Michael Bennett, who had a very good uh, second season. His rookie year was lame sauce back in 01. But his second year with Mike Tice, again with an emerging Matt Burke, starting at center, and Brian McKinney actually, for once, for one moment, even though he missed half the bleep in the season, played as pretty much as well as he ever did, was his first couple of months in the NFL. Michael Bennett had his best season. He had over 1,000 yards, and he looked really good for one freaking time. And, uh, well, he's been sentenced to five years in prison. So, yeah, ouch. Uh, comments, Mark Carlson says, oh, no, what the hell? Gerald Strings is disappointing, and Leland says disappointing. So all those guys out of the heartland there. 
uh, not too happy with what happened with Michael Bennett there. Um, I, I, you know, just kind of probably go back to where I need to go here because I don't need to. I don't want to wait for this to load. Let's get back to where we need to go here. That section is done. McK- um, according to Mike Zimmer, McKinsey Alexander has grown up quite a bit. Trevor Wickerin, among others, liking that one. Mark Carlson says that is an endorsement because, again, what is Mike Zimmer's specialty? What has he done his whole NFL career before he became a coordinator and a coach? Um, it's the secondary. So there it is. Uh, what's next? Um, every Randy Moss 40-plus yard touchdown with the Buffalo Bills in that one. But I was saying our memories last forever. All the different things that happened with Mr. Randy Moss Cindy Ryan says he could have been great if his arrogance hadn't gotten in the way. Well, it didn't help. It didn't help. Um, I don't know. Kind of high maintenance, all that, Randy Moss and all that. But uh, he, uh, for me, the memories will last a lifetime with Randy Moss. Um, definitely not a perfect player, and there was a lot of things that I uh, didn't like. There were a lot of things that I didn't like, some of the half-assedness and all that and not wanting to go up the middle. That got frustrating, but not every wide receiver can do everything. I mean, Percy Harvin couldn't catch up uh, deep, up, or he, he couldn't catch on the on the sidelines. He couldn't catch, uh, he couldn't catch on the, uh, he couldn't catch in the sideline area. Uh, he had to be out in the flat at best, but mostly up the middle. I mean, really, even out in the flat, it was kind of a, it was kind of a hopefully type of play. I mean, he was just, he, he played a short man's game did Percy Harvin. You had to kind of throw underneath, and then he'd make his move, and this and that. He was pretty much, I don't know, he was almost more of a running back than a receiver at times. Um, he certainly was not a wide out. He couldn't do that. Um, I don't know. Everybody's different. Of course, Percy Harvin is even more high maintenance than Randy Moss could ever hope to be. Uh, they say Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll top the 2017 Coach Power Rankings. They say Brent Jacobs says no Surprise of the top two. McCarthy's overrated, so we'll continue to move from there. Uh, for the sake of time, uh, Mike Zimmers and Michael Floyd, if you're lying, I'll cut you. And yes, that was all that BS going on with the kombucha tea. I didn't even talk about it hardly. Um, I was, yeah, I was very disappointed about all that. How oh, uh, he, he failed the alcohol test during that time because he drank 17 tons of kombucha tea. Okay, if I'm even pronouncing it right, kombucha tea or whatever it is, because there's like 0.5% alcohol in it. Uh, okay, well, he hasn't been cut, and he's looked really good in the time he's played. Let's just uh, pretend that didn't happen, I guess, and hope for the best. And please, please stay off the sauce, Michael. We really need you. We, we could use you. Um, and if not, Mr. Uh, Treadwell, get your ass in gear and start playing some football, buddy. Please. And, of course, thank God for Stacy Coley. Yes, sir. Uh, the Vikings on July 24th placed Latavius Murray on the pup list at that stage because of the surgery he needed to uh, have performed on him. James Beck out of England says, or the UK, whichever you want to, uh, whichever you want me to say, he says, anybody able to explain what the puck, what the pup is, please? And it's physically unable to perform. James Beck says, ah, oh, thanks, Joey. The service from the IR, and it's like, yes, the IR means you're out for the season, whereas the pup is. More temporary, but at the same time, that can lead to out for the season two. But the IR is absolutely it. Um, pup, pup, me, yeah, it's just you're inactive. You are inactive, and you're inactive for a reason. It's not because you stubbed your toe in the shower. It's because you cannot play. You're 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 unable to play at the moment, like a Teddy Bridgewater. Um, 
It's basically illegal to even put the guy in the field at this stage. Uh, Jeff Royland, this was on July 24th, saying dying for a new episode and look at me waiting. And you know what? The numbers really exploded on the last couple episodes because people were waiting. And you know what? Thank you, all of you that are out there that listen to that show and hopefully are listening to this one. That was awesome. Um, people really were hungry and I could really sense it. And it's like last year I, I waited all the way into the regular season pretty much and that was crazy. But sometimes that's how it goes. Um, I'd like to do a. Uh, uh, season preview show of some sorts along the way. Let's keep moving here. It's, wow, almost an hour already. Uh, Vikings announced they have signed Everson Griffin to a lucrative four-year extension. Again, that was for quite a bit there. Office uh, with load. Sebastian Barton says had to do it. Simple as that. We have Hunter to replace B-Rob. No one for E-Griff. Uh, Everson Griffin besides. He's in his prime. Absolutely. Sebastian continues saying... Still wondering why Crichton never panned out. We loved him. And, yeah, I did, too. I liked Crichton a lot. Uh, Leland says, well, hope this pans out. At least he's young-ish. <laughs> young-ish, yep. And it's a show of faith in him. And, yes, Everson Griffin has been an elite defensive lineman for the most part, defensive end for the most part, the last few years here. And it's amazing how a guy can climb, because there was a point he was a third-string linebacker. When they moved him to linebackers, he was at third string. That's weird, isn't it? Weird. Um, because they were, they just didn't know what to do with him at the time. And look at him now. Look at him now. Mm. He's the he's one of the main reasons why we were willing to let go of Jared Allen because just Jared Allen had passed his prime, and Griffin just exploded a couple of years back. Uh, star cornerback Xavier Rhodes has officially signed six years, seventy-eight million dollars. Unbelievable, huge contract for a stud cornerback. Maybe the best there is in the uh, at least in the uh, North Division. Matt Emer again out of England, UK says stoked man, absolutely stoked. Have him locked down for years now. Will be the best cornerback of his generation, and he's all ours. He wow, I mean that's a big that's a big statement, and he's heading to that point. I was asking how he's been. Extremely happy as well. That uh, Xavier signed. Matt Emer was saying how he's up. He's, he's doing well. Uh, he's doing good also. I was saying Daniel Hunter is the other guy who was the MVP, ultimately. Uh, Matt Emer said, love him too. Didn't like the pick, but since then I shut up and trust him to a degree anyway. Yep. <laughs> Matt Emer says, I don't think Rhodes will ever get the attention he deserves because one, he plays for the Vikings, and two, lack of interceptions, which is BS as they don't throw his way for a reason. And that's usually what happened with Antoine Winfield and such. But then again, Winfield couldn't catch interceptions. It was kind of weird. Gerald Strings is glad to see Rhodes. Rhodes will be closed around here for several years to come in our secondary. He's had an amazing career so far. Can't wait to see some preseason action. Hmm. Leland wraps up this section saying, this is awesome. And it was one of my favorites of all time in the position. And yeah, and he's still very, very young. I mean, this was just, what, 20... Which draft was it? 12, right? Yeah. Rhodes. Yep, Rhodes and uh, Mr. Patterson and all that. 2012. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep, and there's the other big one. Linval Joseph, four years, $51 million. $31 million guaranteed to Linval Joseph. One of the best, I mean the best defensive tackles in football. Uh, just spectacular. He says, let's build that wall. I don't want anyone running all over us. Dave Vicky says, love this extension. He always... Seems to be the forgotten man in the Vikings defense, but he's actually the foundation the D is built on. And, you know, that's a very valuable point, Dave. He he, he really is. I mean, without Linval Joseph, things would not be the same. I mean, if, man, the guy is a stud. And the fact he was able to come in after getting shot in the leg, being just wrong place, wrong time a few years back. Guy's a stud, man. Um, Leland says, 
I really like the signing solid player and gives us a uh, gives a lot to the D and there's no doubt about it. He finished second place behind Xavier, uh, excuse me, behind uh, Daniel Hunter for me for the Vikings. And notice how the top three MVPs for this team last year for me on this show were all defensive players. And it just again it shows you how this team is built at this stage. Absolutely. Uh, well, who, who was fourth place for me? I believe it was uh, Adam Thielen, if I remember right. He was the top uh, offensive player because it wasn't Diggs. Diggs. Diggs was often injured last year. Thielen was at least out there. Vikings versus Bills in-game thread, in-game and post-game, because you want to say both. McCarthy, Brett McCarthy says early, but offensive line is a little shaky. Mark Carlson says, I feel the same as Brett. Although, I might add that I liked the ability I saw from Cook in the first three plays of the game. Absolutely. Strong point there. Uh, Cook, you know, even though it's very small sample size, you're seeing the signs of what this son of a gun is going to be in this league. I mean, this... <laughs> I stated it on the last show. I think it was just the last show. God, because it was May 1st, that Delvin Cook could be the most viable player in the entire Viking offense. Uh, and, I mean, soon. As soon as right now as a rookie. He's that good. I mean, he's that good. Um, that skilled, that uh, multifaceted as well. Sebastian Barton says, okay, so here is what we do. Take the offensive line. Team 2, swap them with Team 1, take Team 1, throw them all. And this is how we play football camp, <laughs> like, Pap, like Pop Warner. Take Treadwell, beat him with a stick and a burlap sack. Don't worry about injuries. He will get those regardless of the of my beating. Woo, boy. He gets his ass beat and injured and in fights in practice. Yep, that was dumb, the stupid fight going on. Take the offensive coordinator uh, playbook. Throw it away. And I, the fight was more related to Exum Jr., but Red Riddle was involved. He says, and feed the team Wheaties. And let Drew Bunting, Joey Wyden, and Mark Carlson, and I run our own training camp. And that got kind of crazy. And I kind of, I don't know, let's move on from that a little bit. It's okay, but it's kind of goofy. <laughs> oh, Dave Hickey says, wow, not much to be excited about. Although I wasn't able to watch the boring first half because it wasn't televised in my area. But I woke up to it being on NFL.net. Uh, the second half, anyway, Heineke looked good, then really bad decisions. Rodney Adam better not make the team. He's dropped a lot of punts in practice now and, and now in the game. And, of course, he fumbled in the Seattle game, too. So, Rodney Adams, I, I don't know if he's going to get cut, but uh, that might be a little bit too early for that. But I don't know. I like Stacey Coley better, period. Uh, Leland says, it's just organized practice, in my opinion. Nothing stands out to me. Brent Jacobson says, Matt, it's, it was preseason. Wake me up when the games matter. James Beck wraps up this section saying, I think the Bills logo is the worst of all NFL teams. That's all I have. The Bills logo? Hmm. I don't know. Is it that bad? Huh. I, I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure. Here we go. Okay. We're almost done, at least for now. Uh, at least for what I'm saying. I'm going to bounce a little bit. I may actually, yeah, I'm going to be very brief with the... Uh, the final section. So just to wrap things up here, because it's, yeah, I don't want this to go on too much longer. Uh, I was saying the most brutal and unfair part of the NFL, the Vikings waived Bishop Sankey after ACL injury and signed Bronson Hill. Um, congratulations to Bronson Hill, by the way, because, you know, I mean, uh, you know, it's another man's opportunity, but I do feel bad for Bishop Sankey. That sucks. Uh, Ali Sidikai says, hopefully no more. We had way too many injuries last year. Patrick Gant says this kind of, that's kind of cold-hearted. Guy gets hurt, gets waived, but it's not easy being in the NFL. It's It sucks. I, I felt really bad. I was hoping he can get back on his feet. Mark Carlson says, what? Sankey has talent. And, well, it's an injury. Um, Leland wraps up this small section with, this has become a thorn in the side of the Vikes, running back position, that is. On a side note, with a mediocre, at best, O-line, I guess, 
This should be expected. And well, it better not happen to Delvin Cook, eh? It better not. Forgive the uh, well, don't forgive the Canadian accent. Let's enjoy it. Sometimes, sometimes I can talk Canadian a little bit, right? Vikings versus Seahawks game thread. Bombs away. Ooh boy, yeah, it's bombs away, all right. Ah, uh, well, I won't say everything because some of it's me just going bleep, 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 bleep. Well, not too bad. Ah. Uh, Justin Mary said, Henry says, bring on the regular season. And I was saying, welcome back, Gold Star of the Year, 2016. Says, I'm ready, buddy. James back. Yep, there it is. 3 a.m. kickoff. That shows you, yeah, he's so he's six hours in the future. That would be the U.K., ladies and gentlemen. He'll be he'll be on Game Pass tomorrow then because he's got to go to sleep. Uh, Tony Coleman says, it's 9 p.m. Central Time, right? And Leland, yes. Uh, words on the, who the running backs will be. All but Murray. Was my response. Sebastian says, "Can we just play a good game? All three teams, solid execution. Apparently not, Sebastian, because it wasn't that good. And yeah, he. I don't think he was too happy. Justin says, it "Looks like Eddie isn't going to get that weight bonus." Ooh, Eddie Lacy. Yep. Blair Wallace is going to nail every kick, and then nope, he didn't. He missed one of the bum fifty-three yards out. So, ah. Uh, I was saying I was sick and tired of Russell Wilson, and I only got one reply, but it was Justin Mary Henry saying, "You and me both." He says, well, it's only preseason, but yuck, this game sucks. Blair Wallace with the miss, according to Brent Jacobson as well. And I was saying, thank you, Rodney, for the fumble. Sebastian states, this is the statement of all here, is the pass defense is concerning. And it is. It didn't look really good, man. It really didn't look good. It looked very skin, thin and milk toast. Uh, Sebastian says, hopefully it's just the play calling, as they call preseason games, cons- conservative. That's an interesting way of spelling it. No, I don't know if he's having fun there. Uh, Justin Mayor Henry says, I turned it off at the half. I'm guessing I'm not, I'm not missing much. James Beck says, eesh, game in 40. Definitely the way to watch this one. <laughs> nice touchdown play at the end. Just watch that. Dave Vicky wraps up this section saying, this was some good competition, even in a loss. I can see some players that should and shouldn't make the team. I'm not a fan of Case Keenum or Rodney Adams. Yep, I do like Heineke and Stacy Coley, although he missed a catch he should have made when he got himself wide open. He runs a good route, and he's very fast. I like Coley more than Rodney Adams, too, uh, Dave Hickey. Uh, Coley, again, is flawed, but not as flawed as uh, Rodney Adams so far. I'm not too happy with Rodney Adams. Heineke is okay. The interception he threw was batted around, and I don't know, it probably it was kind of a, it was a cadre Ishmael interception, where Cadre, the ball just bounces off his hands and into the uh, defender. So that was what I hated about Cadre Ishmael. The guy couldn't catch a freaking cold, man, some, some days. And then and then he goes to Baltimore, and he's a Pro Bowl player. Whatever, right? Isn't that always like that? Uh, okay, we'll leave some. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank Ollie very much for the posts, that when he does post the articles. Mm, seemed like he gave up on it, though. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Ali, if you're still listening out there, please continue to post the articles. We appreciate them very much. They were awesome. Um, a lot of us were getting frustrated. Okay, well, I'll, I'll read this from Dave Vicky. just a couple of this. It's not going to be too much longer, I promise, if this is dragging for you. He says, stupid Floyd, I don't know if this drinking violation spells the end for him in Minnesota. He obviously has a problem, and I hope he can make it through... This is a better person, but I have my doubts after pissing this opportunity away, and that was very frustrating indeed. 
Um, Mark Carlson, quick thing, says, will the Buffalo preseason game be broadcast? Oh, yeah. Yep, and you saw it. He says, Keenum looking pretty good tonight. I like his arm, but I have to ask, why is our punt returner playing on defense? And, well, yeah, I mean, that's who he is. Uh, Marcus Charles is a cornerback, just not a very good one. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he made the team because of his special teams ability, and his cornerbacking was good enough to be like a third or fourth stringer, just barely make the team. But at the fact he's a decent punt returner, that's basically how things turned out there. So, yeah, I mean, Marcus Sherrill was a cornerback in college, and he came into the Vikings as a cornerback, and he got into the practice squad, and then he moved up the next year and made it to the NFL roster just barely. And, and I liked him, and I was happy for him, and then he became a really valuable punt returner. So it is what it is there, Mr. Mark Carlson out of Iowa. Should I pass out some stars tonight? I think I have to because there's so many uh, posts, and I want to thank all of you very much. Brent Jacobson has some funny stuff up there, but I'll I'll let you read that on your own. (laughs) It accidentally posted twice, but you know how that is. And I hope Ali didn't give up posting the articles because I love them, you know, so please don't take take it wrong. I I, I meant to click like on them, and I didn't. I always read them. So just so you know, Ali, if you're out there listening. Um, Hmm. I don't know who to give stars right now. <laughs> I mean, there's so many people deserve them, right? Um, gold star for this episode, it's going to go to Dave Hickey. Lots of awesome points in this one. Uh, really just on the ball. I mean, you don't agree with everything everyone says because you can't. You know, I mean, you're gonna, you guys disagree with me all the time, I'm sure. I'm uh, going to give the gold star to Dave Hickey. Bronze stars. I'm going to give that out to multiple people. Uh who was I going to give it to? James Beck and Leland. James Beck and Leland are going to get the Silver Stars, Bronze Stars to Mark Carlson and Gerald String in this one. So thank you guys very much. Uh, kind of generous tonight coming out. I mean, But I mean, there were so many different posts over a long period of time. So I got to give it to you guys there. Uh, Bronze Stars to Mark Carlson and Gerald String. Silver Stars to James Beck and Leland. Gold Star is going to Dave Hickey out of Iowa. So there you go. And, of course, there's so many honorable mentions. And, of course, Mad Martin, he could get a gold star every show. So he's like an, uh, you know, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's like uh, I'm going to give him a bronze. So now there's three bronzes there. And he probably deserves higher. But, I mean, whatever. All of you guys deserve higher. I mean, you're all gold stars to me, quite frankly. So, again, it's not, yeah. I mean, you get the idea. And, of course, I mean, it's not like I'm giving you like $50 when I give you a gold star. So, I wish I could, but... Okay, now look at I'm starting. Oh, hey, where's my 50 bucks, Joey? Come on, let's go. You owe me probably about 500 by now. Yeah, a lot of you probably I would by now, so... And I can't afford that. <laughs> I couldn't afford that if I... Yeah. Just, you know, that's like one iPad already. Just, that's crazy. Okay, let's be quiet here. With the $500 talk. That's foolishness, as Marcus the Forecaster would say. Um, let's wrap things up. I would like to do a season preview, which may include the preseason games a little bit. I won't have to be as crazy catching up with some of the posts, and I skipped some stuff even, so think about that. This could have gone on forever, and I didn't want to make it too tedious, but I also thought those of you guys out there, you all deserve airtime of some sort, including Ali Siddiqui, the wonderful uh, articles he posts. Please keep those coming. I hope he hasn't given up, because he stopped posting up in July, so uh-oh, that's a sign he's probably like, whatever, he's not even responding anymore. So, nope, I haven't given up on the show, and I haven't given up on the page or on you. So, love what you post out there. Um, I'll be back. Season preview, hopefully. (laughs) We'll get you our conference finals and our Super Bowl thing. And I always give it to the Patriots, it seems like. And I was right last year, about the at the beginning of the year, with the Patriots winning it. 
Uh, wrong about the Packers getting there and losing to the Patriots. Hopefully the Packers do not get there. We do not want to see any green in uh, U.S. Bank Stadium. We'll talk about that on the next show, and we'll worry about that at the time. Riley Reef, get off your ass and get playing. And, of course, no, I don't really mean he's on his ass, but please get healthy again and get going. Same with Treadwell and others, uh, Latavius Murray, and, of course, ultimately, the youngster Teddy Bridgewater, who, uh, well, is very close to coming back, according to sources. Not in terms of, like, oh, my God, he's, like, weeks away, but he's 80% recovered at this stage from an injury, and I should have said this earlier, much earlier, but 80, 80% recovered in the total injury, which means he's maybe a month or two away from being the uh, backup quarterback on the Vikings, which will make things extremely interesting then for Case Keenum and or Taylor Heineke, possibly Heineke to the practice squad at that point, because Case Keenum has established himself in this league. I don't know. Um, who knows, though? Maybe Keenum's so bad, he's the one that goes to the... He's the, well, he, he would get cut outright, and Heineke, you could hopefully put him on the practice squad. Um... We'll see what happens. Maybe a team like Jacksonville calls the Vikings for somebody too, though, because obviously Blake Bortles isn't cutting it either. Oh, see, I can... Man, I'm excited. I was excited to talk football tonight, and this got a little longer than an hour, but, well, it's, it's about an hour and ten minutes as we put the uh, the uh, ending bumper music in here at the end from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles NES when you go into the... Uh, which one was it? Into the sewers. That's actually Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. The... Uh, song leading into the fan interaction is level one area in Turtles 1, yes. So, obviously I have a lot of Turtles and Mega Man and Castlevania and all that on these shows. <laughs> it's so much fun. Thank you again, and Zelda 2 as well on Timberwolves Explosion. So, thanks again. I'm repeating myself and going crazy here. God bless all of you, and we'll talk to you very soon. Remember to call into the phone lines, 209-736-7877. See, I forgot that too. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling into the Pearl Mafia show. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question. Keep it from one minute to three on that. Um, same thing. There's the call now button on the Facebook page. Goes to the same line, same rules, same everything. And then the final route to getting on this show with your voice, with mine, is the audio submission route. Simply use your free application to record uh, for audio recording. It's just basically you can treat it like a voicemail. Just record. <laughs> just record a segment of yourself, a minute to five minutes, and some of you get a gold card to do even more, but uh, you know who you are. One to five minutes, one to three minutes, because uh, the phone line, the limit is three. It cuts you off, unfortunately, so be careful. Um, but uh, it's an audio submission. That's what they call it. Record it, record it for however amount of time. Email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. All of this information is in the show description, so if you'd like to copy and paste Go ahead and do so. And that's all she wrote. We'll talk to you again in mm, week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever it is. So, well, before the regular season, for goodness sakes, let's get a season preview in there and then start talking about regular season football and not about injuries.